This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. It's just like a walking carbon copy of manly man memes. <laughs> Legos? Don't you mean casual footwear? Hello, friends, and welcome back to Red X, your source for the freshest daily cringe content anywhere on the internet. Promise, swearsies, it's just a fact, and it's totally science. Uh, go ahead and look it up, if you want. <laughs> Today we're jumping into r slash tales of neckbeards. Yes, indeed. Continuing that blood for oil saga, the Rasputin saga, as I call it. Although, I do like blood for oil. It's a pretty good name. I just think Rasputin is a, a little easier to remember for me because it directly names one of the characters in the saga. The character that I am still cheering for, in fact. In the first couple of parts, he, he got his stuff handed to him, you know what I'm saying? But he started to bring it back around, and judging by the lovely Darkly Studios thumbnail art that we've got in front of us today, I think that that big fat boy is gonna win one more time again today. <laughs> I did sort of scroll through the story, you know, gleaning ideas for what to do with the thumbnail, but I haven't spoiled it for myself too much, so I can be grateful for that. It is one of the more low-key series on the channel, I do suppose. I'm trying to knock out some of these low-key series and just, you know, call them good so we can move on to some other stuff. I know I've got a lot of stuff stacking up in the subreddit, so thank you to everyone who has submitted the story. I will get to it in due time, I promise you. But for now, we got to focus on what's right in front of us. So uh, let's go ahead. We'll get some plugs and disclaimers out of the way, and then we will dive right into some of this neckbeard stories. Cringe. Blood for oil. Bird is the word. A bird, bird, bird. A bird is the word. <laughs> Yeah, now it's stuck in my head. Thanks so much, Witchfinger84. He's a good guy, though. When he's not infecting everyone with earworms, at least. <laughs> Welcome back, gamers. It is your reluctant OP, reporting from the bloody sands of the Warhammer Underworlds, where beardy combatants commit crimes of war against tiny toy soldiers with dice and cards as well as, you know, crimes against nature with their toxic personalities. And we definitely have been going hard on the whole tabletop thing recently, which I think a lot of people do enjoy, but really what we're all here for is the, the toxic personality and the bashing slash advice that uh, your humble narrator gives out. <laughs> At least I hope. Anyways, what we have here are two beards. Much alike in toxicity, but equal and opposite in their nefarious traits. In the red trunks, it's our beard on the outside, Rasputin, the crushing Russian. 
a heavy, healthy boy, <laughs> certified genius, and Mensa member, socially stunted with all the best jokes that you remember from sixth grade. A classic, awkward, nerdy beard, if ever you saw one, but he is a functioning member of society with a real education and a successful career. And that is why I cheer for him, even from part one. I'm like, yeah, this guy's actually doing stuff. I gotta respect the hustle. Okay, his jokes are admittedly really awful. <laughs> he seems to take a verbal beating from Muja. And he was also getting beaten in Warhammer consistently. So I started to lose a little faith in him, but he's starting to bring it back around. And I gotta be happy for that. He definitely deserves it. However, who doesn't deserve it? is in the blue trunks it's mujahideen the scourge of pakistan the sheik al kirkland <laughs> the alcoholic arab the caliph of the costco liquor aisle <laughs> oh man you cut him so deep Rasputin came off lighter in the introduction because he is the less, uh, terrible beard. But indeed, Mujahideen is social. He's likable. Uh, he's also a drug-abusing narcissist with a rich daddy and a very suspect work ethic. And he's here to tell you all about what happened on the last Jordan Peterson and Joe Rogan podcast. Did you miss it? I missed it. <laughs> I missed it on purpose. I'm like, nope, nope. <laughs> I don't need that in my ear, in my brain. Thank you very much. I got enough terrible opinions without anybody's help. <laughs> the beard on the inside. Yeah, it definitely counts. Hey, maybe go pick up the t-shirt at Teespring. <laughs> and with Mujahideen, the beard on the inside counts real big. But he's a good trash talker and a functional alcoholic. Is functional alcoholic a good thing? <laughs> I guess so. We don't have very many pros, so I'm gonna go ahead and put that in the pro column. It's Saturday night, and it is time for the Hodge in the Garage, the grand arena of beard on beard combat. Get ready for the next battle. Oh, glorious as it is, we're so glad to be back, aren't we, friends? In our last episode, we swerved away from the normal schedule of shit-talking and blasphemy to focus more on the actual game, because there was a serious breakthrough in neckbeard science. And if you missed any of the previous episodes, those links are, of course, in the description for your perusal. In case you're lazy like me and don't actually feel like running the links back and reading the homework, here is essentially what happened. Our hero Rasputin defied all rules of known neckbeard science and became a thinking machine. He used his big brain powers to outwit Mujahideen, a normally unpredictable and uncanny foe, in order to find a creative solution and create a deck designed to defeat Muja's unconquerable, thick, luxurious, and powerful beard on the inside. And it worked really well. It completely flipped all of the science on its head. Rasputin is out here learning and applying what he's learned to his life. Well, not his life, but to a Warhammer game. 
<laughs> it's a hop, skip, and a jump away from life. He's almost there. Maybe someday. <laughs> By exercising the spark of creativity embedded in the soul of most of humanity, Rasputin had been promoted from neckbeard to real boy. My God, it actually happened. And we were here to witness it. Kind of. Through a story. <laughs> it's close enough. Normally... I would not have bothered to pursue this lead further because if I'm perfectly honest with the class, my fieldwork is exhausting. Followers of this saga know that on previous occasions, I actually took notes to try and chronicle the witless back and forth insults of our dueling beards, but I have to be honest with the class. I can't do my job because it's nearly impossible to stay sober around Mujahideen. <laughs> yeah, admittedly, I did offer to make OP a neckbeard stenographer. He shot me down on that offer, which was quite sad. But I think I do much prefer the art of spinning a yarn. You know what I'm saying? We don't need word for word because often the expectation is, is greater than reality. So go ahead. Make up some insults. Give me the gist. You know what I'm saying? Even if we had a neckbeard stenographer, I think that the whole episode would be just really stilted. <laughs> so maybe it's not the best idea that I've ever had. Anyways, yeah. I gotta start cracking beers around Muja and popping magical gummy bears and get a buzz going as soon as I show up. Because everything that falls out of his mouth is just a litany of entitled rich kid garbage. That makes it difficult not to want to start another French Revolution. Go ahead, line him up against the wall. <laughs> the king goes first, because it sends a message. America hasn't even had one good coup yet. Why is that? <laughs> Pull your nuts out. Let's get started. <laughs> However, it is a time of daring sacrifice and heroic deeds. Resist Beard is getting good. Linkbeard is now over, and the bourgeois beard saga met a sudden and inglorious end. I must do my part to keep them beards buttery. So onward, Christian soldiers. <laughs> yeah, uh, Dizzy took a break from Resistbeard. She's not quite satisfied with how part four turned out, and I said, take your time with it. You can't rush art, you know what I'm saying? How long did we wait for Stealthbeard to finally be complete? Like... Six, seven months? <laughs> it's okay. There are always good stories out there. And if the story isn't necessarily good, then guess what? I'll talk over the top of it until I feel like it's better. <laughs> the battle tonight was a very special occasion. To understand the context, we have to talk a little bit about one of the side characters in our game. The indomitable King Solomon who has been mentioned quite a few times before. King Solomon is a high school buddy that goes all the way back, and he's probably the second or third hardest working dude that I've ever met. All right, immediate respect for that dude. He used to do all kinds of nasty, wild-ass brushwork out in Hawaii and Alaska, and he found God and converted to Judaism one day, because a 100-foot-tall tree in the Alaskan wilderness nearly fell on him, and that was his sign. I guess if a giant freaking log almost fell on me in the middle of bumfuck snow country 300 miles from the nearest hospital, I'd probably find religion in my life, too. 
Oh, now the name kind of makes sense, doesn't it? It's like Saul in the Bible, and he's blind, and then he becomes Solomon once Jesus gives him sight or something like that. Yeah, I know my Bible stories. <laughs> so good, we get a little bit of context for where the name comes from. Beautiful. Solomon is funny, because he's a real-life Ron Swanson. He speaks completely deadpan. He doesn't smoke, and he doesn't drink. He takes his coffee black, wears Carhartts unironically, likes nature and woodwork and steak. He's the kind of person that isn't funny because he's humorous. He's funny because he's just like a walking carbon copy of manly man memes. <laughs> Legos? Don't you mean casual footwear? He been reading up on those Sigma grind set blogs. <laughs> I'm the manliest man in the world, but don't offer me any cola or, or soybeans. I'm scared of beans and fizzy drinks. <laughs> All right, manly man, you just stick to your steak and woodworking. I'll be out here telling fart jokes in a microphone to make my bread. <laughs> uh, it's kind of wild when you think about it. There are exactly three things in this world that Solomon cares about. One. The importance of lamp oil, and the belief that Jesus Christ was not his savior. Did I get the story of Solomon wrong? I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> he also loves, uh, two, camping, and three is painting and playing with his little plastic men. Or even better, watching Muja and Rasputin duke it out with little plastic men in what he calls the Rasmujeract, the infinite Hellraiser-esque quantum pocket dimension of crap talk, where Muja and Rasputin just go back and forth forever in a cycle of daytime television crap talk drama. And that is exactly how it seems. Maybe the portal to this dimension only opens on the weekends, but yeah, every weekend you know what we're going to be doing. <laughs> Listening to these two verbally obliterate each other. And I'm so glad that we get to bear witness to it. I mean, uh, Solomon actually made a meme of what this infinite labyrinth of neckbeardery would look like, but I can't show it because it has Muja and Rasputin's real faces on it. Just blur it out, bro. <laughs> is that so wrong? I definitely want to see it. Okay, so this is why Solomon is important right now. Because on this specific night, the Saturday night of January the 22nd, we had convened for a special edition of the Beard Battle at Solomon's request. Solomon was celebrating a very important achievement in his life. After the past five years of grinding tow trucks, delivery driving for plumbing supply companies, Stacking up experience and certifications, and getting his butt into bigger and more important trucks, Solomon had finally nailed his dream job. Oh, God, yes, doesn't it feel so good? <laughs> he had just that weekend passed the driving test for and got offered a position with a harbor logistics company driving containers in and out of a port at Long Beach Harbor. And the job was local to his liking and very much a get-out-of-the-rat-race paycheck. After five long years of grinding, he had finally made it. Oh, tip of the hat to Solomon, not a fedora. Honestly, it took me ten years to get into the position that I can call my dream job. It's this job. 
But there's still more growing to do, you know what I'm saying? That's just kind of how life works. Just because you nailed the dream job doesn't mean that the grind stops. And I think Solomon knows that. He seems like a put-your-nose-through-the-grindstone type of manly man. A put-your-back-into-it kind of manly man, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, what did Solomon want to do to celebrate? All he wanted was to see Mujahideen and Rasputin in the field of glorious combat. God bless. <laughs> That's an easy dream to make come true. Okay. <laughs> They're always chomping at the bit to brutalize each other. Now, who would we be to deny this man the celebration of his greatest achievement? Well, ask Mujahideen about that because he's a total piece of trash. Like most internet weirdo right-wing roganites, they are really short on heart, discipline, and work ethic. But they are big on narcissistic armchair expertise, completely detached from reality. Muja is a diehard MMA fan, and UFC was on. Uh, so he had to watch it. Bro, TiVo it. What's wrong with you? Maybe you find a, a stream that's showing the UFC fight and you just screen record it or something like that. I mean, don't do that because it's totally illegal, but that's what I do. <laughs> Go celebrate with your friends is what I'm trying to say. Solomon, so are you going to play or not? Muja, I'll play just after the fight. <laughs> yeah, because you got so much going on, right? OP. Come on, man. He just got his dream job and got on the track to get out of the freaking rat race. That shit isn't going anywhere. Give him his graduation present. That's right, as you should, Muja. Hey, I said I'd play, just not until after the fights. The main heavyweight championship is tonight. Oh, yeah. Can't miss that one because I'm going to get on a message board and talk about it for 12 hours tomorrow without going to my job. Daddy's going to pay my rent. <laughs> God, he really is just the worst. I don't know if it has anything to do with his right-wingedness. It seems to me just like the very selfish person that he is deep down. Solomon? Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. A couple of huge 250-pound, six-foot-tall guys hugging and sweating and cupping each other's balls. <laughs> Is that what you're into, is it? <laughs> you can still TiVo it. <laughs> I don't even think TiVo's a thing anymore. Screen capture, whatever. OP. Yeah, I don't know why they keep fighting after the ball cup. I mean, if they grab each other's sacks, they know who the bigger man is. And you don't really need to keep throwing hands after that. Step down and admit defeat? <laughs> that the other guy's sack is bigger? No, I fight for my honor. <laughs> Muja then goes into a very long, very boring, very admittedly gay explanation of what the between the legs Brazilian jiu-jitsu ball grab maneuver is and why it's so important for blah, blah, blah. And he's never stepped foot in a gym in his life, but Joe Rogan totally told him how to do it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, watch the podcast. I know everything I need to know about fighting. <laughs> okay. Good luck. OP, 
I mean, it's really only truly gay if you look him in the eyes while you do it. Unfortunately, that stupid heavyweight fight went all the way to decision because none of those shaved gorillas knocked each other out. So we had to wait a very sweaty, half-naked, grabby, muscle-bound hour before we could move into our preferred blood sport. I mean, I'm not that big into MMA, but I'm not that big into Warhammer either. Yes, sweaty ball grabbing seems pretty lame, but so does marching plastic figurines that you paid hundreds of dollars for around a field, so... <laughs> Uh, I'm probably not in any position to judge, considering what I spend on video games, but that is just my personal take on the matter. At the end of it all, the deciding factor is who's having fun with this. Oh, just me? Then yeah, I probably don't want to do that. If everybody's having fun, then that's the activity that I will choose. Help your friends celebrate. Why is this so wrong? But whatever, I guess uh, it's to be expected from Muja at this point. Now, let's just take a little breath here to establish a few things, because we're about to get into the fun part of this episode. Solomon and I don't really have a problem with the gays. They're alright. <laughs> you, you probably shouldn't call them the gays. You say gay people. It's <laughs> so inherently hilarious to me. God damn. Two, what we do have a problem with is armchair MMA fanboys not admitting that they're gay. Come out of the closet. We'll accept you for who you are. I mean, really, insert your chosen sports ball team here or whatever. <laughs> None of that is for me personally, but I won't judge somebody else for liking it, honestly. You just do you. I'm going to be over here doing me, all right? And point three is that last episode was Rasputin's redemption arc, where he leveled up and became a real boy. This episode is Rasputin's karma arc, where the dice just hilariously punish Mujahideen for being an asshole. Alright, so let us go and dive into the fun part. With Mujahideen's sweaty wrestling manlust finally satisfied... <laughs> Man lust? Uh, oh god, <laughs> that paints a picture, doesn't it? In his great glory, he finally decided that us low-born peasants were finally witnessing his glorious majesty on the field of Warhammer battle. God, I can't wait for him to get his shit kicked in. <laughs> uh, that was until Rasputin pulled his deck box out of his pocket. It was his secret weapon, the powerful wizard team, Stormspire's Curse Breakers, the deck that he had used to utterly destroy Mujahideen for the past two weeks after he leveled up and was officially promoted to real boy. Alright, now let's pause here for Red X. Okay, everyone in the thread and the YouTube comments, it is time to place your bets. Put all your comment bucks and karma points and tendy coin and crypto if <laughs> if you invested in that on the line. And here are your two options. One, will Mujahideen's invincible narcissism built on lies and sand protect his ego from the threat of Rasputin's newfound powers? And will he bravely charge into battle against this nefarious foe? His confidence fueled by a rampaging ego and probably also a lot of Kirkland vodka. Or two, 
Will he completely bitch out? Move the goalpost and make some kind of excuse for why he won't fight Rasputin's strongest team. The house of glass and crap that his personality is finally buckling at the foundations. You got your bets in? Are you ready for the answer? Good. I know what the answer is. <laughs> it is definitely him wussing out, right? If you voted for Mujahideen is totally bitch made and made excuses not to fight Rasputin's Storm Sire deck, then hey, you just won all the internet points. Yeah, my cryptocurrency's going through the roof. Tendy coin's gonna make us all millionaires. <laughs> <laughs> Those are internet points now, if you didn't know. If you didn't buy into my rug pull scam, I mean pyramid scheme, I mean uh, cryptocurrency investment <laughs> platform, then you can't give anyone any internets, I'm sorry to say. So what exactly is Muja's excuse for not wanting to fight? He says, Did you bring any stock decks? I only want to play stock decks. Stock decks are the ones that are factory out of the box, not designed by players, and by that, of course, we mean not allowing Rasputin to play a precision design deck that he constructed specifically to play to his strengths so that he would absolutely crush Mujahideen. Rasputin? No, I brought my Storm Sire. Muja? Make it stock, and I'll play it. I'm only playing stock decks. <laughs> you are scared, aren't you? I mean, stock decks are fine, I guess, but they're not optimized in the way that a player-built deck is. Essentially, Muja just wants to be on even footing. So how will this battle of wills turn out? Solomon and I both exchanged knowing shit-eating, schadenfrada dripping looks as we watch Mujahideen's ego collapse in on itself like a dying star while moving the goalposts in order to avoid Rasputin's wrath. Rasputin? Fine, whatever. Solomon, what did you bring? <laughs> That's right, don't budge. You knew what it was when you showed up. Now be a man and let me step all over your neck again. <laughs> Solomon whips out his giant duffel bag of toys that he has to bring every time because, of course, you can never expect a neckbeard to contribute anything to the party. He rattles off a list of teams that have their stock decks ready to go. Rasputin selects Zandir, which is another team in the Stormcast Eternals faction. Zandire? I think that's what it is. Uh, let me explain that quickly for you guys that aren't into the game. Stormcast Eternals are powerful paladins that are not numerous, but are individually robust. Much like the paladin that Red X plays in the Discord D&D campaign, Nick Beardo. <laughs> God, he's so robust. They have high hit points, strong and accurate attacks, average to good defenses, and average movement. They are knights in shining armor and prefer quality over quantity. A Stormcast Eternal is the good guy equivalent of a Chaos Warrior, or a low-tier vampire in the Warhammer universe. They're the kind of teams you play if you like paladins in D&D. Alrighty, just gonna write that one down. <laughs> For when I have another, uh, two or three hundred dollars to spend on plastic figurines. <laughs> uh, read, probably never. 
I got way too many other addictions to contend with. Not on Mujahideen's level, but <laughs> don't ask me no more questions about it. I'll tell you no more lies. Rasputin likes Stormcast teams because he plays conservative and risk-averse. He doesn't gamble. He'd rather have reliable consistency from a handful of competent warriors rather than take big risks on weedy gets with goofy gimmicks that either win big or lose big. Consistency is indeed the key. I don't want to win big or lose big by luck of the draw. I want something that performs the same way every time. I definitely do identify with Rasputin more on that aspect. The only problem is Zandire is probably the least Stormcasty of the Stormcast teams because they have mechanics that are based on sacrifice. It's a four model team. There's one dude with a big hammer that looks like Arthas in Warcraft 3, and he is, of course, a smashy boy. There's a woman with a bow who has a pet falcon that joins her in battle. And there's the big boss lady, Zandire herself, who has a sword attack that isn't as strong as Arthas's hammer, but is very accurate with strong defense. Most Stormcast teams get stronger by getting into a fight and outlasting the foe. Zandire's team doesn't do that. Her people get stronger when one of them dies, so they're at their best when one of their stronger soldiers makes a heroic sacrifice. It seems like an interesting mechanic, but I don't know if I could make it work every time, so yeah, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I'ma go with some other paladins that don't have to die. Since Rasputin doesn't like risk and sacrifice, we think that Zandire is a bad fit for him. He has more success with teams that get stronger based on stoic patience. Meanwhile, Mujahideen selected Skaith's Wild Hunt, a team of wood elves that were kinda weedy, especially compared to guys like the Stormcast Eternals, but they were fast, hit hard, and outnumbered the Eternals. Elves in Warhammer tend to be like what you would expect from fantasy worlds, Ageless and competent warriors with good attack, but a little anemic as far as hit points go. Alright, so get in close, sacrifice one of your dudes during the rush, and then just mow the elves down. Can't believe somebody would actually pick to play elves. Ugh. <laughs> Can you imagine? God, of course it's Muja. <laughs> so the game was set, and we were now in... Omega Karma Mode. Lady Luck, who normally ignores neckbeards because, yeah, they're creepy and gross, had a really twisted sense of humor tonight and gave Rasputin a break because he had been promoted to real boy, as we mentioned. Things started out grim in round one for Rasputin. With the Wild Hunt's high-speed aggro, he was able to get an early kill on Rasputin's boss and slay Zandire herself. Whoopsie doops. <laughs> Normally, this would be a huge setback because not only do you get points for killing the enemy team, but there's a special bonus called Primacy for killing your opponent's boss. It's like a hot potato that turns into points at the end of the round. Once you get Primacy, your opponent has to get revenge and steal back the Primacy hot potato. Oh, so you want the hot potato. All right, then. <laughs> Whoever holds Permacy at the end of the round, when the score is tallied, gets the bonus points. It's like the hardcore belt in WWE. You have to hold it to, uh, to hold it. 
And after OP slamming MMA so hard, he makes comparisons to WWE. Oh, boy. <laughs> I ain't even going to touch that one. You know what? I'm going to let you have it. <laughs> I appreciate you as a person. So just take it and go. I'm going to let you have it. <laughs> Fortunately for Rasputin, losing his boss meant that Arthas the Smashy Boy and Ranger Girl and her pet Falcon were now gassed up and pissed off. Mujahideen's next plan was to kill Rasputin's pet bird. Normally, the bird is a pretty juicy target because being a tiny little murder turkey, it has half the hit points and defenses of a normal big beefy paladin, making it easy to one-shot for some cheap points. I have to assume it does a lot of damage or something like that, but what does it do, like scratch and peck its way through plate armor? <laughs> that's crazy! Now that's a lot of damage! Muja's plan was to start a chain reaction by murdering the bird and then chaining a bunch of cards and slick plays into a spree that would allow him to knock down the fatter Stormcast Paladins and score the big points. Oh my god, now Muja's making plans? What is happening to the neckbeard science these days, you know? You think the beards are actually, like, evolving or something like that? It's a horrifying thought. <laughs> but after years of crap talk and bullying and just generally being an entitled and crappy human being, Mujahideen was going down against a foe even greater than sobriety and dignity. Lucky fucking dice rolls. Yeah, baby. Can't fight against the dice. <laughs> he sent his greatest warriors to go kill that damn bird. Rasputin rolled a critical defense. The bird has two defense dice. A critical is basically a six. So on two dice, he rolled a six on one of them and saved the bird. And that was bird crit one. Frustrated but not defeated, Muja sent another warrior to fight that fucking bird. <laughs> Rasputin, on two dice, once again rolled the six. The bird was now safe twice. The murder turkey is invincible. <laughs> Running out of options, Muja then sent his battle cat after the bird. This was dangerous because the battle cat is like the elves. Fast and strong, but fragile. Easy to just one-shot kill. But you know, cats are a bird's natural predator, so all this should work out, right? Psych! You thought! <laughs> Rasputin rolled another dice, and this one, again, a six. This was the third time that the bird had evaded certain death on a crit. <laughs> Uh, I love that bird. He's the mascot now. With his hand played and his soldiers overcommitted, Rasputin, whose own soldiers were also exhausted from running around trying to kill speedy elves, only had one fighter left to take a swing. That fucking lucky bird. He swung at the battle cat. The battle cat only has two hit points. Normally, this means that the battle cat would survive getting pecked by the bird, but the bird had a special rule. If he rolled a crit, he did bonus damage. The bird's wrath was too powerful for that battle cat. <laughs> because Rasputin rolled that goddamn six. What is that, four crits in a row? That is unheard of. Somebody do the math on that. What fraction of a fraction of a percentage? <laughs>
<laughs> Does it actually have a chance to roll like that? Jesus Christ, dude. It kind of reminds me of Solman's. <laughs> this is just extreme fortune. And I love to see it. I love to hear stories like this. <laughs> the battle cat died. The bird was undefeated. <laughs> Four crits in a row. A six in every single roll that he took. No one had seen such a glorious and karmic streak of luck. Mujahideen was fuming. Solomon was dying of laughter. He had finally gotten his graduation present. <laughs> and oh, how sweet it is. After making you wait through the MMA match and all that, he finally shows up only to get tore up. And with his own rule set, nonetheless. He's like, only stock decks. Okay, have it your way. I'm still going to smack that ass. <laughs> uh, oh, God. I do love it. <laughs> it's so good. The once mighty power of Muja's narcissism was crumbling under what seemed to be the only force stronger than ego. Blind, dumb, karmically charged, ridiculous luck. He began collapsing inward, like a decaying star burning alcohol and bummed cigarettes. Yeah, he's that freaking smoker. The dude that never buys a pack, but always bums yours. The secret to that is, don't be an enabler. You say, no, that's alright, I'm good. You want some? Go buy some. <laughs> Easily done. And then they grumble and whatever. Yeah, I'm the asshole, right? <laughs> For not giving you free stuff. Get a job, hippie. <laughs> Mujahideen wouldn't even make it to the end of round three. With one turn left in the game, he forfeited. And if he wasn't already drunk, he probably would have flipped the whole table. Final score, Rasputin, 17, Mujahideen, 6. I love that bird, bro. What does that bird look like? I'm going to have to look it up. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hot damn, those are some nice looking figurines, ain't they? <laughs> the bird is not the most impressive of these figurines, but it is really cool looking. Maybe I can drop a couple hundred bucks on... No, no, let's not give in to plastic crack, okay? <laughs> not in this lifetime. Oh, I'm so proud of that bird. MVP play. So glad to see Mujahideen get rolled, especially after he's like, Ugh, celebrate by yourselves, I gotta watch MMA. Come on, old buddy, old pal. Won't you placate your friend's ego? He's accomplished something in his life. Something that you really probably can't hope to do. So why not participate in it at least a little bit, right? I am certain that eventually the pendulum will swing back the other way and Rasputin will start getting rolled again. But for the moment, I'm just basking in the glory of victory. My chosen beard has taken home the gold. For uh, a few weeks in a row now, apparently. And while he still probably has more losses than wins against Mujahideen, uh, I I'm proud of Rasputin. He's a good boy. 
out there living his best life. And I encourage him to keep doing so, as I encourage all of you to keep doing so. And do you know what the best way to do so is? Well, you start by clicking the like button or the subscribe button if you haven't already. If you've already clicked the subscribe button, I need you to click it twice, all right? <laughs> or you can also leave a, a comment doing the old clickety-clack on the keyboards. That's cool, too. You might also share the video around. Uh, that's a true MVP play. We got all kinds of links down in the description for you to dig through if you are so inclined. We got all kinds of plugs. Teespring, I already mentioned, but there's podcasts as well. Spotify, iTunes, basically anywhere podcasts are. I'm there. And we've also got playlists. Yes, if you're looking for a different flavor from the channel, specifically RPG horror stories, nice guys, something like that. We've also got my social medias, of course, Twitter, Discord, Facebook, come on through. We've also got my Patreon and my gorgeous, wonderful, beautiful, generous patrons. I'd like to thank them as I do every video, Jerry, Jerry, much. Uh, so thank you. Robert Waits, Camille Sarah, Logan Wolf, ar, ar, Conrad Inge. Hey, uh, uh, Mr. Red X, sir, I really need them spicy flu fun bucks. I stand there redeemed for 30% of their value in pirate gold. I mean, you gotta talk to Ramtide about that one. I, I got no hold over the pirate gold. <laughs> Captain Clown, Jerry, Hong Kong, M&W, Twisted Child, Sarah Wanna Wash, Cinnamon Susie, For Old Lang Syne, Jari the Pirate. <laughs> Just Ears, re Reap Random Yelps, J-E-R-R-Y. Yeah, I'll go for that. <laughs> Silent Revolver, The Original Jerry, Jerry. Jerry's Kitsune, Satori, 211 Jerry, a Jerry a Juggle, like, juggling Jerry's. Oh, I fucked it up already. <laughs> Justin Jargonian Jerry, Alunia Demonista, Althea Blue, Ananaki, Assassin Pug Jerry, Bang Bang, Atheist Jerry, he's so euphoric, <laughs> Aurora Wildheart, The Moon Baron, Grizzly, Bailey Joy, Bearded Jerry, Pitch Gremlin, Blade the Hero, Blip Bloop Jerry, Commander J Tank, Confederate Jew, <laughs> Dennis Dayton, Dinosaur Nightlight, Disposable Waifu, Dr. Larks, Emergent Jewel, Aaron Lennox, Fell down this pipe running from a walking mushroom thing with eyes, I ended up in an attic, it smells like bobbles in here, it's Mr. J. <laughs> Frozen Over Studios, Fire Drake, Gypsy, Hadrian BR, I can't help falling in love with Jerry. I really ruined that too. <laughs> I'm just off my game today. I'm Slip Jerry, yes, I'm the real Jerry. All you want to Slip Jerry, such so just imitating Irish pirates, top of the morning to ya. Itchy nuts, <laughs> just scratching, bro. A pimp named Jay Crisp. Yes, you have to say the whole thing. J.M. Coon, Jennifer Schaefer, Jerry Smith's Barbatus Cervicus, Jerry Blacktail, Jerry Nice, Jerry Evil, Jerry the Outlaw Mother Trucker, Honk Honk. Jerry was a race car driver, and I got my super back. But we were around two, and my tires hit a bunch of bobbles and a spud out. Ah, I hope you got insurance, bro. <laughs> Are you insured by survival? <laughs> John Hero, John Jerry, Jingle Hyber Schmidt, Simbufa, because if you're boofing, it's free. KJW, Kajow, Kruhi, Miss Monday, Lord Jerryo, like and subscribe. <laughs> Uh, that is so good, dude. Holy crap. Like and subscribe. Milady Dix. <laughs> Melgar the Destroyer. Metal Fector. More metal than Arthur, Henry, Jerry, and Tom. Citation needed. <laughs> Mr. Carrot 797. Mikola Dmikiev. Natari. Needless King 89. Is that like a parody of Needless Things? Uh, that's a pretty deep cut, bro. I think. Nightmare Jerry. Or Game of Jerry Steve. Patron Saint of Chicken Nuggies. Saint Jerry. Phantom of the Pines. Jerrykins and Jerry Beth. Rose Jerry Miller. <laughs> TSF Kirby. Sarita the Lolita. Saucy Octopus. Ah. Silo Imp slipped on the marble and into the Necrian world. Welcome to my world. <laughs> Staples, aka Jerry Yeet. Stephanie Goodner, Synaptic Boomstick. Brilliant Tamago. Tabioca Baglue. Teddy the Police. Tento Monster. The Italian Greyhound. Dino. <laughs> the Life Bearded with Jerry Zissou. The Token Trans Queen Jerry. Uh, funny name pending. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Don't worry. The one true fusky. Tom, but it's the Jerry on the inside that counts. Church. Unbusy Bee. Hey, welcome to the fold. Viking Jerry. We had to go after Red X to distract everyone from Marble Jerry getting lost again on their way to the roller ring. Uh, again. Life is cyclical.
<laughs> WikiTech, welcome to the fold as well, friend. Will Mags, Comrade Mooney, Kira, you're a wizard, Jerry. Redwind, Naga Viper, Side Jerry, the Cyborg, Saints Blessing, a normal Jerry. Now in development by Red X Industries, Jerry Berries, the new Skittles, taste the berries. We're gonna need to work on that slogan, but I like what you're doing there. <laughs> Hunter of Jerry's, devourer of all things tasty. It is Tom, Admiral T Tank, Amara Alder, Atomic Jerryzilla, Breaker of the Tom Army, AZ, Babsy Goon, Barbushka's Irradiated Jam, Bartender Kirlia, Blue Dubs, Broken Spy, Horseradish. But look, I made you some content. Dayton made you your favorite. Open wide. <laughs> you gotta love it. Maybe. The original different Jerry. And that's cake, Jerry. California Jerry Girl. Chevron 7 locked. Comrade Jerry. Provider of marbles. Oh my god. Now we have a source. <laughs> Furry worry. Awoo, Jerry. Cryptidies. The Fawn Jerry. DM beard. A roll for seduction. A roll for seduction. <laughs> Dopamine day, Jerry. Electrical fetic. Ghost of Alpha. He cannot. Holy Berry Jerry. Uh, Hydra Jerry Solman. Janet the Jerry. Where do all these marbles keep coming from? <laughs> Now we know. Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Geralt of Rivia. <laughs> Jerry and Tom versus Happy New Year's Weird Be Apocalypse. Jerry the Sussy Baca. Jerry's mom has got it going on. Check out that mustache on Jerry Aldo Rivera. Yeah, it gets the ladies going. <laughs> Jerry Bean, yum, Jerry Roxas, yay. Jerry's STI pit maneuver the van has saved the marbles. All happy day. Jerry role playing game. Judge Jerry and executioner, kid marvelous. King Tom, Kitsikin, life of a guardian. Little Ann Woods, Lucia Lovecraft, Machia, CD. Maybe next time, Milkfed Gimp, Miss Duchess, not invisible angel. One leg, Jerry found a chest full of marbles. My goodness, we're all rich now, kinda, in marbles. <laughs> okay, we can. Put your emotions on hold and let's talk about these nuts. <laughs> Uh, it's an unfortunate nookie callback. I love it. Uh, ghosty, rapture art. She's my Jerry Pie. Go drink a Mountain Dew. What a big surprise. Sheep Jerry, working at Joanne Fabrics. And, uh, they don't carry marbles. <laughs> What's happening with the marbles? I'm losing my marbles, boy. Snary, that's snom Jerry. Spoony the Rogue. Spoopy Scary Jerry Tons. Techno dubs, the gaslighting Jerry. Help, the Terry that stole my channel's on to me. He knows that I found the secret of the Terry's, Tom's, and Jerry's, and I can't read the rest. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. The Necro Jerry Con, the original Jerry, not to infinite Jerry and beyond. Definitely. Tuna Fish Jerry, Tom Promise Jerry Swiss, although bad Jay, Tom Beagle Boy to Switch, just facts, holy size, go ahead and look it up, and by it, I mean, all the rest of the video. Does that make sense? <laughs> also, thank you to my $1 patrons, beautiful people that they are. Truly, we are so blessed to have so many patrons doing so much for this channel. They're the reason that we're able to afford an editor. They're the reason that we're able to afford thumbnail art. They are making this channel bigger and better every single day. And yeah, they also paid for the podcast. Needless to say, I am in their debt 100%. Thank you guys very, very much. Obviously, if some more people want to consider signing up on the Patreon... I would be highly grateful, but if you can't afford to do it right now, don't sweat it too hard, friends. I just appreciate you coming on through, hanging out with me, and I hope you'll come on back and hang out with me again tomorrow. In order to do so, you need to keep yourself safe out there. Wash your hands, but also take some time out and do something that you personally enjoy today. Maybe like, uh, watching some old Red X videos. Go ahead. It's good for you. <laughs> Always remember, friends, that you are loved, you are worthy, and you definitely, definitely deserve it. I shall see you in the next one, and until then, bye bye Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.